0: Now, now, let's see some eyes that say, "Don't you want to go on a date with me, for Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hang on there, now. Hang on there. Now, listen, I'm not going to send you out looking like any old ragtag either. <laughs> <Nope>.
1: <laughs> we are going to do the
0: hotel. Statue. That is
1: Bill Jackson. Do you remember him as a kid? I didn't, and oh. then I saw his picture online, and I went, "I do know him."
0: Lisa, I was a huge fan. Oh, I love the blob. He used to do backyard carnivals. He would encourage kids to do backyard carnivals to raise money for muscular dystrophy. And I hosted two of them. Oh. And... He appeared in Kankakee once. I was a kid down there and saw him at the Paramount Theater. I just, I worshipped this guy.
1: Oh, and we lost him today. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you were doing the Backyard Carnival? Oh,
0: 32. <laughs> no, uh, well, it was before, I, the, I can think of the house. It was before third grade. I was bef- I didn't do it after third grade.
1: Everybody's got fond memories of him. We'll talk to Jing Ingle, the children's TV curator and historian for the Museum of Broadcast Communications. He'll talk about the passing of American TV personality Bill Bill Jackson and everybody else will share their fond memories. I'm telling you what, those people have such an impact when you're a little kid. It makes a big difference. So he's being fondly remembered today. We're going to jump on the phone right now with Jim Engel. How are you today, Jim? Uh, I'm good,
2: but I'm sad.
1: Yeah. So did you personally know Bill Jackson?
2: Yeah, you know, as a kid, I was an aspiring cartoonist, and I became a cartoonist, but I I just adored him and the the show, and in the mid-90s, I just had a desire to track him down, and I did a portrait of him, more or less as a thank you of him and his characters, so I met him in 93. And I was, uh, I was intent on doing a magazine about Chicago Kids TV called The Little Theater Screen. And there was one issue, and it was a Bill Jackson issue. But um, he was in California, and it took me a long time to track him down. And he had been a teacher at a college called CalArts where he taught TV production. But his TV, you know, his picture stuff was way in the past for him.
1: Yeah. Um, this is Jim Engel. He is the children's TV curator and historian for the Museum of Broadcast Communications here in Chicago. And American TV personality Bill Jackson and has passed, and Steve Bertrand was talking so fondly about it. Steve did one of the backyard carnivals, yeah, and... oh, yeah sure.
0: It, uh, yeah. But you know, he he—it's a show that would never work today, I don't think. But back then, you know, we were mesmerized by it, sitting there watching him. Right? He would draw—he would draw cartoons live on yeah, the show.
2: He, he drew cartoons live on the show. He took a thing where you'd send in your initials and something right. you wanted to be his profession. He would do that. They had musical numbers where he had pre-drawn and simple, did simple animations. And you're right, Steve. None of, But none of the shows we like no. today, you know, it's a different time and it's much faster pace and stuff. But he packed his shows, I think, with more creativity than anybody. He designed, he was a good cartoonist, so he designed the puppets, he sculpted the puppets, he did the voices, he designed the sets, he wrote the shows. I mean, he had assistants, and he was the first person to say that he did, but much more than any other kids show, he really was behind it. All of it. And I love
0: Ray Rayner, but he just, he, Bill was a little hipper or something. His hair was a little yeah, longer.
2: Bill, and, yeah, he had the big side. Right. I was, I was thinking, like, he looked like the fifth monkey or something. And, uh, but, yeah, Talese was, I met him in, the, in, the, in the, that time in the 90s, and he was a dear friend of mine for, like, the past 30 years, uh, and I got him involved in a lot of museum things. And believe it or not, he did not really, I think, when I first met him, think that he had any legacy here. He'd been away from Chicago for oh. so long. And, and the first event we got him back for, and he was skeptical, in 94, it was standing room only, and he just said to me later, you know, that was my that was my Academy Award. You oh. know, I just don't think he knew. And then in 2005, um, we inducted him into the uh, Silver Circle. So from the, from the time in the mid-'90s when I made contact with him, and got him involved in all those things. He found out in a, in a big hurry how much he meant in Chicago and how many people loved him and were inspired by him and remembered him so fondly. I mean, he's. Well, we, I, we I,
0: I got to say, like, I'm so glad you found him then because it's nice to know that he found out just what an impact he had on all of us.
2: Yeah, and you know, he really left it. I, I was speaking to his wife this morning. And since his first wife had passed away. He remarried about 30 years ago and she told me again and she's told me before that before they were getting ready for the trip to Chicago for the first museum event that he did for us and was unpacking these puppets she really had no idea that, to the degree to which he had been involved in television and had all these had all this involvement in Chicago
1: isn't that something I mean, too, that he didn't even share it with her like he was so humble that it just think, wasn't a big thing for him
2: yeah i think he was, i think he just moved on but i think because he left the area he never he never had that sense that Bozo or Ray Rayner or Cookie or Frazier Thomas would have of encountering. I remember telling him, I go, you know, you've been away too long. I said, if you were in the line with White Hand ordering a pound of ham and somebody in the <laughs> line heard your voice, they'd be like, you're Bill Jackson, you know? But that night he found out. And then after that, he did start a website and he, he, he did prints and he did some um, DVDs and stuff and, and his fans got in touch with him. And I think he was blown away by it, really. That's... And I'm so glad of that because, because I think of The Alternative He spends the rest of his life in California, and he never knows it, you know?
1: Well, that's awesome. And can people still come to the Broadcast uh, Museum, the Museum of Broadcast Communications, and see some of his puppets or some of those items?
2: No, absolutely. Um, When the museum reopened some years back, he donated the puppets in 94, but when the museum reopened some years back in the the space on State Street, we built brand-new sets. My son and I built sets that are replicas of Cartoon Town sets. Bill, I asked him if he would be recasting them in the Cartoon Town days, because that is the most fondly remembered incarnation. He refurbished all the puppets, so they would permanently they wouldn't decay. They're, they're latex, so it's kind of fragile. And they are on display in a set that looks like the old Cartoon Town set um, with clips showing. And uh, it's a great, I mean, if. If 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 you have any memory of those characters, I think you will love it. And it's, it's well worth the price of admission, and actually at this point the museum is free. So. Uh,
1: that's good news. Jim Ingle, Children's TV curator and historian for the Museum of Broadcast Communications, thank you for joining us and for sharing your fond memories of Bill Jackson, who passed away today.